to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And oh baby, the day has arrived. Blues Canucks game six puck drop is in about two hours from now, about probably about an hour from when you'll be listening to this episode, if you listen to it when it drops. But yeah, backs against the wall, game six. We're gonna we're gonna get into all of that here soon. We're gonna get into uh, all the happenings from around the league. Calgary's uh, interesting performance yesterday, as well as uh, what, what else happened? Washington got knocked out. Yeah. So lots to lots, Mike Milbury was an idiot. Um, <laughs> lots to lots to talk about today. Um, where do you want to start, Tommy? I'll let you. I'll let you guide us into today's episode. Uh, personally, for me, man, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like the majority of the episode, I feel like, is going to be spent talking about the Blues. So we got to start there just so we can fill it all in, you know? All right. Because it's like, right now, it's like, like, obviously, it's kind of like fluctuated how this playoffs has gone from like right. the right. play-in games and like all of that stuff to like the round robin and kind of like even Tuka Rask, like talking about how it doesn't really feel like a playoff atmosphere. If it doesn't feel like a playoff atmosphere now for you guys, I don't, I don't know what else to, I don't know how else you can amplify that, you know? Because I'm getting yeah, these games that, have been that energy and the jitters and stuff. You're really like shaking for no reason. It's like we got oh, yeah. about two hours till game time, and it is I'm, <laughs> it's I'm, setting I'm, I'm, in, baby. I'm pumped. I, I, I barely even slept last night. Uh, woke up, you know, wide eyed, ready to ready to take on this game. It's it's. I think it's a very unique spot for us. I don't think, even though the Blues did have a similar spot in in the Dallas series. I don't think it's the same vibe here because, like I said, this is definitely a, a better Blues team than the Canucks. I don't think the <laughs> the disparity was as as large in the Dallas series. But as we know, the, the better team on paper isn't always the one that's going to win. Uh, underdogs can can scrap can can be scrappy and take a few games, and we've seen that in Vancouver. So it's definitely a high pressure game for the Blues. I think that this is probably the close to the most pressure they've faced. You know, outside of last year's Cup final, in terms of in terms of um, performance, because you know this would be a, this would be a disappointment if they lost tonight. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can even, I mean, everyone always, yeah, everyone always says like it's the playoffs, like anything can happen. But it, it really is true, especially when you look at a team like Montreal, who's been hanging every way in their series, and they weren't even expected to like make the playoffs, and then the whole Carey Price situation. So it. Uh, I mean, it kind of takes a couple things for, like, the stars to align. But, like, once that happens, there's no reason that, like, any team really, once you're in the playoffs, any team can go on a run. So. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm sure um, I'm sure Winnipeg fans were saying the same thing about St. Louis last year, that the series was going to be cake and they had nothing to worry about, stuff like that. It really is one of those things where any team can win. Um, you got to get a hot goalie at the right time or a hot forward line at the right time, and it's it's the toughest trophy to win in all the sports, especially when you're when the series, when the playoffs are extended and after a five month break. So, that being said, speaking uh, of excuse- breaks, yeah, Jordan Bennington yeah. will be back tonight. Jordan Bennington in net between uh, the pipes. You read my mind. That was uh, that was <laughs> a, a flawless transition. You think we like plan that one before? Yeah, the show. exactly. But yeah. Yeah, Jordan Bennington is the confirmed starter for tonight. Um, I really like that decision. Um, I think it's I think it's the smart decision. I think you kind of got to go with what's been working over the last two years rather than what's been working over the last two or three games. And Bennington is so. Yeah, and we talked about it last podcast too, where if 
if the if the defense struggles again, we're going to need a goalie to steal a game essentially. And not that Jake Allen's not capable of doing that, but we I feel like we've kind of seen it from Jordan Bennington more, especially in the playoffs and especially recently, um, kind of bearing down on those breakaways. He didn't in the last couple of games, um, but primarily he is very good at the breakaways. We saw him win the save the streak um, in the All Star game, so that's a testament to that. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. A uh, Jordan Bennington back in net after a couple of days rest with a fire under him is lethal. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I said it in in my argument for starting him in game uh, game four, I believe, or game whatever, whatever the whatever the game where we had that big argument was. Yeah, my argument towards Jordan Bennington was he's been he's shown that he has the ability to play with that fire, and 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 rather than let pressure to sort of like break him, he used it to fuel him, as we've seen. And I don't think he's really ever been in as high pressure of a situation as he is now. You know, he got benched for the first time in his time with the Blues. And this, you know, it would make sense that this would be the most, the most, not frustrated, but maybe the most, like, most he's had to prove in a Blues uniform um, that he can be that number one. A lot of people are having doubts. A lot of people are uh, speculating over his next contract already on Twitter and stuff like that. So uh, this is definitely the, the most speculation there's ever been about Bennington uh, since his, his rise to rise to success. So pressure's on and I can't think of many more players on this team that I would expect to rise to the occasion more than Jordan Bennington. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I, I saw a tweet from a uh, washed up tendy, uh, just a quick little shout out there. Love that guy. Um, but there was a tweet that said, uh, like, this is going to be the biggest game and pressure wise he's ever faced. Um, yeah, I, mean, I agree. I, I can't disagree with that just because like, I think you have to determine like what kind of level of pressure it is, right? Like for the team, I feel like right. game seven probably was, was a bigger level of pressure just because of the 50-year drought and everything that was right. building up to that point. It was right. all riding on that singular game and essentially Bennington's shoulders and he showed up um, and showed out in that game. But in terms of singular singularity as like a goalie and as like in terms of contract negotiations, this is a big game for Binner because it, it, if if he if he doesn't play well and we're knocked out, then a lot of people are going to be like, well, he was a flash in the pan. Like he had one good right, season, right. good run to the cup. But uh, oh, we saw him struggle in the playoffs next time. So who's to say like he's not just a one and, gun, one and done kind of guy. And that's going right. to affect contract negotiations down the road. So if he bounces back this game, if he bounces back next game, turns a series around and leads us to the next round, then that's going to be better for him in the long run. I think that's what Tendy was talking about in terms of pressure not necessarily like overall team pressure right and and i think what we've been saying this whole time is like in terms of like the jake allen situation when it when talks of trading him came up is just that it's such a blessing to be able to have two really good goalies that you can utilize when necessary and i don't think that like taking bennington out is, is like a is an insult and like you know oh you're the backup now look at the way jake handled it last year uh the comments were very similar out of baruby when discussing bennington's emotions towards sitting a couple games you know like that yeah we have two great goalies both of them are ready to go at any given moment no you know none of them take it personally uh they know what needs to be done in order to elevate themselves to the next level and, and they know they understand that sometimes one guy will be the better choice and they don't they don't you know read too much into it 
you know, Jake still last year, Jake was still like staying after practice, studying tape on the opposing goalies and mocking their play style to help players learn. It, it, it really just seems like an environment where players don't have that pressure to, to, you know, it, we've seen, you know, we've never really seen, we've seen out of the forwards and defense too, like guys get demoted. Sure. But it's never like a permanent, like guy has two bad games and then stuck on the fourth line for the rest of the season. Like a lot of NHL clubs have. Um, I think the goaltending situation is similar, riding the hot hand until, until it's no longer the correct decision. And that's what they've done the, this playoffs. So, yeah. And I, and I, to attest to that, I love the way that Barubi talks about like the goalie situations when he's in his press conference. Absolutely. Because you can genuinely feel like through his words, like the emotions he has towards both of these guys. And it's like just pure, such high praise. Yeah. Pure, such high praise and pure confidence in both of these guys that if they, like if the team shows out every game and plays their game, then it doesn't matter who's in goal. And I know we talked about that on the last podcast, but yeah, Yeah. it really, I feel like that Testament should kind of like seep into the mindsets of the fans, but it doesn't. It's always Jake versus right. Binner, Jake versus Binner. Right. We want to go right. at each other's throats online. When in reality, it's it's such a nice problem to have two stud goaltenders in your net that I, it's almost like, why are we even worried about it? Like, let's right. just let, right. let's watch the games unfold. And if everyone comes and does their job, there's no reason that we should lose. Exactly. Yeah, let's hope uh, Jordan Benson can turn over a new leaf tonight. But speaking of turning over a new leaf, our friends over at Built Bar have released six new amazing delicious flavors that I want to tell you about. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I have tried them myself. I would not be promoting them if I didn't love them personally. Um, you know all about the old flavors that we talked about uh, throughout the beginning of, of the pandemic, but I won't bore you with those. But what you do need to hear about is the six new flavors. You got caramel brownie. You got cookies and cream. You got cherry barcia. Oh my God, does that sound delicious? Lemon almond cheesecake. And then the last two, you got carrot cake and apple almond crisp. Six new amazing flavors that I have never even seen been put in a protein bar in my life. So I cannot wait to get my hands on those. And the best part is they're healthy. Bill Bar is great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for any sort of diet that you're on. All right, Tommy, I want to ask you peanut butter, coconut, almond, cherry barcia, or cookies and cream. Which one do you want to hear some more about? In- instead of that, let me paint a picture for you here first. Okay. Ooh, all right. Take it. Take it. For you. Okay. It's the middle. It's the it's the end of September, early October. You walk yep. outside. There's leaves on the ground. Shit's starting to turn orange, yellow, brown. You reach in your pocket because you're looking for a snack, and you pull out an apple crisp, built bar. Yeah, forget about Game it. Game over. Forget. Are about you kidding it. me? Game over. And you know what the best part is, Tommy? On that hot summer day, when you're when you're pulling out a built bar, you know the the fall weather is still nice, nice and warm, uh, but not too hot. You still want to keep your beverages cool. Well, right now, every single purchase comes with a free cooler. Well, supplies last, so definitely go get on that as soon as possible. And if you go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, you'll get ten dollars off your next order. Definitely check that out right now. That's builtbar.com code Locked On. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. <laughs> All right, Tommy, where to next? Uh, you want to do locked on players of the game? Locked on players of the game, let's let's, let's get into it. Um, so, obviously, big game tonight, backs against the wall. Game six, do or die, must win. My locked on player of the game is uh, probably the most important player on the ice for the Blues tonight, not in general, but tonight, and that is Jordan Bennington. Um, 
I think the play tonight is going to stem from Bennington. If Bennington can give the team confidence and make those dominant saves and, and take away momentum from Vancouver by by not allowing rebounds and, and stopping them on breakaways, I think the Blues will get confident in their own defensive zone, which defense leads to offense. Um, Bennington is on his game. Blues can't be beat. Uh, he's my pick for lockdown player of the game. I'm going to go a similar route um, in our in our own zone. Um and we've talked about how important this defense is to this team and how they were kind of spearheading the run last year. Obviously, uh, Jordan Bennington had a fantastic year, but really, like when you talked about St. Louis Blues, you really talked about how, how clutch they were on defense. So that being said, um, I, I, I genuinely believe that the defense um, feels like they're capable of more and knows that they're capable of more and is going to come out tonight guns blazing. Um yeah. So that being said, my choice for the locked on player of the game is Vince Dunn. Because I feel Ooh, like I not the route I'd expect you to go. Because I feel like um the time away from the team, um when he was unfit to play, I feel like kind of like getting back into it, it's it's difficult to take time right. away, you know? Um and I feel like tonight um, he's going to take charge, uh, and we're going to see that dynamic offense, puck moving, brilliant skating uh, that we know and love, and he's going to take control of the game and bring home a dub for the boys. So, Vince Dunn. Uh, get those get those victory royales. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a new and improved St. Louis defense tonight. It's definitely been underwhelming the past few games. Um, not what we know what they're, that they're capable of. Um, far from it, I'd say. So uh, definitely reason to be optimistic in that sense tonight. I think Vince Dunn is a great choice, sort of a guy who uh, stepped it up this year, was definitely had a, a, a lot of improvement, and then playoffs rolled around and didn't really um, maintain that, that level of play right away. Uh, he's shown flashes of it for sure, but I, I think if he can get to his game and sort of the defense as a whole can get to their game, you know, a lot of times it's not about individual performance. About It's about the, the five of them playing as a unit. Um, so it, I think it starts with that cohesive communication, smart defense, and, you know, the lockdown player of the game could be Vince Dunn, but you could also just as easily say it's the all six of the guys that they're going right, to have back exactly. there. Because I feel like it's it's never with the Blues, it's never like, oh. One guy pairing, carrying everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. Or like pairing threes, having a rough night, but one and two are great. It's like either the whole defense is on or none of them are on. Exactly. Um, and it's a blessing and a curse. Like we saw last year, the Blues absolutely stifled teams defensively when they were on and allowed like no shots whatsoever. And the ones they allowed were super low danger. But then when the defense is off, it, they're allowing breakaways and man rushes left and right. So uh, I'm hopeful that they can uh, flip a switch defensively. I think that's a little bit easier than flipping a switch offensively for sure, because it's a lot more of just the fundamentals and positioning and being smart and patient. Whereas offense, you know, it's one of the, that's that's more just of the the hockey gods. If, if the pucks aren't aren't bouncing your way, that's that's sort of one of the things you got to go home and uh, leave leave your stick out uh, on your front porch overnight and leave some cookies and milk out for the hockey gods. Hope that hope that they can <laughs> exactly. Uh, and um, there. Vince Dunn is going to be entering uh, contract negotiations here soon if he hasn't already. Yeah. So a lot of motivation for him to step it up. Exactly. You already know he's going to go secure that bag. Like. I don't know. I feel like it's an easy answer for me. He needs to. He needs, to, yeah, he needs to. Needs to stock up on those Fortnite skins. Get those V bucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the defense is a really important thing to highlight tonight. Uh, speaking of defense, uh, Calgary could have used some yesterday. Yeah, they could have. Oh, Dude, watching Matthew Kachuk in the stand a, was, was a, a roller coaster. 
Yeah, so let's I set the so scene. bad for him. Um, Calgary is down three to two in the series. They come out with an absolute fire. Go up three nothing in the first period. In the first like six minutes, um, and then doesn't take too long for uh, Calgary to get one goal back or Dallas to get one goal back. Sorry, it's three one heading into the second, and then within the first what. <sighs> First, within the first six minutes of the second period, it's four three Dallas. Yeah. Um, so the lead disintegrated um, pretty pretty quickly, and then Jesus, by by seven minutes into the second, it's five three. By fifteen minutes into the second, it's six three, and by nine minutes into the third, it is seven to three. So a three to nothing lead just evaporates into thin air during a bath during a bathroom break, and uh, that's a real tough way to go out. I know. I mean, like you said, Matthew Kachuk throwing his hat up in the air and putting his face in his hands. Which you can, like, you can say what you want about Matthew Kachuk being a rat and all of this stuff. He's a competitor. Exactly, dude. Like, he, like, there, I don't, there's not a lot of guys in the league that I feel like genuinely care more about their team and, like, how their team is doing than Matthew Kachuk. Because the dude's, like, the dude's not even on the ice and you can just see, like, the emotional roller coaster that's happening on his face visibly. So, I mean, I, that's the kind of guy that you want on your team, regardless of how you feel about him personally. Like, in terms of a hockey player, like that's the guy. That's the kind of guy you want to go to war for. Absolutely, absolutely. I would love to see him in a Blues uniform someday. Um, get the St. Louis kid back home. All right, we are getting close to the end of today's episode, so we'll take one more short break and then come back and wrap up everything we talked about so far today. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Touching briefly back on the rest of the hockey news, the Washington Capitals did get eliminated yesterday off of a great two-goal performance from Anthony Bavillier and then a couple of nice emptied netters in a 4 to nothing shutout. Oh, boy. Can you imagine the narratives of the Caps in a win the Cup two years ago? Yeah, no kidding, dude. And that's a, that's a rough, like, potentially final... A uh, game in a cap uniform for Holtby too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not coming back. It's not. It's not possible at this point for them. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't see how either. Tough, tough way to go out. He did not play well at all. Um, and I want to say real quick, Tom Wilson continues to just disappoint me in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, that hit. Though. I don't know if you saw that hit he threw after Bavillier's second goal, but it was just. Uh, He's cutting across the crease, fires a shot off a good like second and a half after he shoots the puck. Wilson just smokes, loads up a hit, loads up a hit, leaves his feet, throws his body, just crunches his head between the post and in his shoulder. Just, just, just not a necessary hit. Um, one of those things where if it was someone else, you'd be like, eh, okay, use better judgment next time. But eh, Tom Wilson, you're like, all right, buddy, Fuck enough. Guy. Fool, yeah. fool me, fool me once, shame on, shame on me, or fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Like, come on now. I'm sick of it. Enough of it. Society has progressed past the need for Tom Wilson. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. But yeah, Caps are have plenty of time to, to, to golf and run along with the rest of the team. Uh, tough for OV to go out like that, especially them getting shut out. You know, he was having a historic season, looking to get closer to the goals record, and then it gets cut short. So tough for him, but they'll be back next year with a vengeance. Oh, he's going to put up 60 or something stupid like that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the Caps the caps will be good for a while. So, Yeah. Even yeah, without... Any time you have a guy like Alex Ovechkin on their, on their team. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be a dominant force to be reckoned with for sure. Um, 
yeah, all around the league teams are surprised. You know, a lot of young players. Miro Heiskin has been been lighting it up. Uh, He's been a man on fire for Dallas. Yeah, man Holy on fire. God. He's they've there's a lot to be a lot to look at. Um, and I, I said, I know we talked about this yesterday, um, but it wouldn't be the worst, the absolute worst thing in the world being able to watch the rest of these playoffs from an outsider's perspective. If God forbid the Blues do get eliminated this series, um, there's a lot of a lot of fun storylines to look at uh, just outside of the Blues. But that being said, game six tonight. Oh my God, I'm so scared. Score prediction. Score prediction? Yeah. 4 3. 4 3? Four, Emily says 4 to 3. I'm I don't thinking see like, yeah. I don't see Bennington letting up 3. I don't see Bennington giving up 3. I, I think 3 to 2, 3 to 1, something like that. Um, Blues win, obviously, but it's going to be a tight one, I think, for sure. It's going to be a bit of a more of a defensive battle than the past few games, which definitely is in St. Louis's favor, but it's going to be a tight one. It's going to, they're going to have to play really responsible in their own end and not stay, and stay out of the box. I think that's the biggest key for tonight. If they fail to gain momentum early and just take a lot of penalties and don't find their game, that's how they're going to lose. So stay out of the box, trust your goalie, play sound, solid defensive hockey, and this series is theirs to win. Got to keep your foot on the gas, too. I mean, obviously, yeah. watching Calgary yeah. and Dallas, like... Full 60. Yeah, especially, like, after what happened with the Blues, and then I'm sure some of those players had to watch that Calgary-Dallas game. Like, there's no way you can go in. There's no... There is no lead that you that the Blues could potentially get in this game where they should feel safe and should feel like they can take their foot off the gas because we've seen how quickly in these playoffs it can turn around just like that and the team scores seven goals unanswered. So I think that is a major key for tonight. It's just keeping the pressure on, playing your game a full 60 minutes um, as opposed to taking a break. Uh, for me, in terms of score prediction, um, I'm not going to jinx anything, so I'm going to play it safe and say two to one. Two to one. Who gets the goals? Who gets the? I'm gonna I'm gonna really bust your balls on this. Who one. gets the goals? I'm gonna say Vince Dunn gets one for sure, or a point okay. at least. Um, so we'll say Tyler Bozak. Yeah, I'll say Vince Dunn, and then I'm gonna Tyler say Bozak. I like I like a I like a dirty gritty goal. Yeah, to 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 give the Blues an advantage, like a Tyler Bozak or an Oscar Sundqvist, Sammy Blay type thing. I'm Bottom say, six. I'm gonna say Vince Dunn and Jaden Schwartz. Jaden Schwartz. Every, every game that I've seen Jaden Schwartz play in these playoffs, he's He's been one of the best players on the ice, if not the best player on the ice. So. You know what? Never mind. I got it. Robert Thomas. He is so due. When he rang one off the post two games That's ago, true. last game, something like that. that is true. He is so due. He's been so dynamic. And I feel like we've kind of stopped talking about him the last few games just because he hasn't gotten those points. But he's been just as dynamic as he was in the games prior. He did have a nice assist the other day, too. He did. He did. That goal was beautiful all right i think that's all i got for today you got anything else for our lovely listeners before we wrap things up and sit at the, on the couch terrified watching tonight's game uh no that's all i got uh follow all right. on twitter and instagram at yeah. locked on blues stay up to date uh, with everything that's happening with the pod as well as podcast Absolutely. highlights every now and again um you can follow me on twitter at 12 to 15 you can follow josh on twitter at josh hyman nhl Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, let's go blues, baby. Oh, it won't be the last time we say that. Absolutely. I'm confident. Let's fucking in the words of In the words of Craig Ruby, there will be a game seven. That's a locked on blues guarantee. Yeah, I believe. First I believe in Craig Ruby. I do. I, I trust my I trust it with my life. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Everybody have a great weekend. Let's hope we can do so celebrating a blues win. But if not, it's been a great ride. Peace. I'm excited for it.